You're good. Uh, do that. I'm going to pull up uh, the Xbox Wire article on this while you're doing that. Great. Already recording. Here we go. Live. Here we are. Josh Finney, Corey Dierig, live. Arsenal X, sort of. Uh, yeah, Josh and I are here. We're going to talk about the Microsoft. The, the big news today uh, that we did not cover on the podcast that actually posts tomorrow, Microsoft has purchased... ZeniMax, uh, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks, uh, for $7.5 billion. Uh, this was kind of a story that I, you know, I was at work this morning trying to figure out some stuff, and all of a sudden I get a bunch of Twitter notifications, and it's just Josh like, oh my God, Beth- Microsoft just bought Bethesda. I'm like, what? And then I looked through the Twitter feed, I'm like, this can't be real. And I was like, it's, it's, it's real. It's it happened, so uh, yeah, uh, man, that was that was a heck of a news uh, article to wake up to. I actually thought it was completely fake. Yeah, um, it, I had to double check. It was it broke about seven fifteen, seven thirty ish Central Time, I think. Yeah, um, it took me a few minutes to process it, and then when I scrolled through my feed, I, I skipped it initially. I skipped the actual press release, and then I saw Jason Schreier's post, and I was like. Oh crap! Jason actually wrote this like 15 minutes before it happened. Yeah. Um, so that's how I do it. It's absolutely real. Like when when Jason Trier is tweeting it out, like it's completely real. It's not a joke. Holy shit, man! Um, so I want to go through this real fast. I broke down earlier what Microsoft now owns in terms of franchises, and if I can ever get to, God dang it, my laptop is giving me problems right now. Um, it happens. So, this isn't, we're, nobody's in. An, I'm the only one in a normal setup right now. So it's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am. I'm sitting on uh, the spare the spare room bed right now. Uh, my dad's house. So RPG franchises that Xbox now owns include Fable, Avowed, Pillars of Eternity, Wasteland, The Outer Worlds, Elder Scrolls Online, The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Starfield. Um, and then Grounded, depending on if you count that as an RPG, that is ten franchises. That's ten franchises. Yeah, that's that, that that's 10, all of which, with the exception of Fallout, have a game either in development or has just come out. Uh, shooter franchises now owned by them include Halo, Gears, Doom, Wolfenstein and Prey. And then on top of that, of course, you have Deathloop coming. You have Ghostwire Tokyo. You have uh, Dishonored. This is th- this is bonkers. I, I've never seen anything like this. You, you have you have the mobile games in Fallout Shelter, Elder Scrolls Blades, Elder Scrolls Legends. This is this is the biggest gaming acquisition of all time. It's not even a contest. There's nothing else. That's yeah, I was trying. I was trying to think of like if anything like this has ever happened. And the, the like not even close to this, but the closest thing I could think of was like a rare being sold to Microsoft. Right, like that was like the last right. time I that, remember that like was a huge, huge... two thousand and three, and that was definitely like that sent shockwaves. Um, or like EA, EA buying, buying Bioware. Um, Bungie leaving Microsoft and Insomniac being officially picked up by Sony. But I think all of those combined, I don't know if they did they measure the industry impact of this announcement today. This doesn't just change the Xbox portfolio. This changes the entire landscape, of the whole industry instantaneously. Yeah, because it's not just they're buying studios. They're buying a publisher, like a whole publishing arm. That'd be like, it's like, it's like to, to give people perspective, it'd be like them buying, EA or Activision also. I mean, granted, Bethesda's not the that big. The comparison but... I can make is this, is this is obviously on a smaller scale, but this is similar to Disney buying Fox. Mm-hmm. 
they acquired all of those studios and the distribution arm. Yeah. Um, this is, this is nothing short of massive. We, we don't know exact details right now. The immediate question people had was, Oh my God, does this mean that Elder Scrolls and fallout are exclusive? Um, I guess break that down real quick. Um, the long and short of it is elder Scrolls online and fallout 76 will continue unimpeded. They, they will not be yanked from PlayStation at all. They will continue to receive all content, all DLC, all updates. Mm-hmm. Great. The, the, the Minecraft precedent is in play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when it comes to something that's already and they've already confirmed Phil Spencer himself confirmed this morning that Deathloop and Ghostwire will still get their timed exclusivity on PS5. Mm-hmm. They will not if they will not nullify that agreement. He's going to allow those to proceed. So you have the precedent set by Outer Worlds, Psychonauts 2, Wasteland, all those. The big question does become now, though, uh, and it's kind of the one that everyone's avoiding talking about in a way. Is Elder Scrolls 6 going to be exclusive? Um the smart money is that I personally think it will end up being a timed exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first six months, maybe a year, maybe until all the DLC is out, it's going to be only on Xbox. And then when they put it on PS5, hey, you get all the DLC with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a Game of the Year edition or something. I think that is the most likely scenario. And Phil has said that games that are already in development, that have already been announced, we are going to honor those agreements, like we did with The Outer Worlds, like we did with Wasteland and Psychonauts and all those. Mm-hmm. After that, they will all come to Game Pass day one for both Xbox and PC, and then they will evaluate on a game-by-game basis if they come to other platforms. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice way of saying we may do some pet projects for PSVR, kind of like Minecraft VR, mm-hmm. or we might give you something a couple years down the line. Like, mm-hmm. But I think it's safe or to like, assume- Or like Elder Scrolls goes multi-plat or, and Starfield stays exclusive or something. Yeah, I think, and I think Starfield is the other one that that's obviously the one that's got people talking right now, right? Because that is that's been the long in development new IP, first new IP since Elder Scrolls from uh, from uh, Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And uh, Imran Khan broke this story earlier that uh, he broke it about an hour after this news. I saw it just as I was getting on the road. In fact, that as recently as this summer. Um, Sony was still trying to acquire exclusivity, uh, time, even if it was just timed for Starfield for PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the safe money is that probably still comes to PlayStation, um, but any sequels would not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think that that's, I think that's going to be a case where, hey, if you want to play it for like the first four to six months, you better pick up an Xbox or a PC. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was Microsoft, that's what I'd be doing. This, this, this. <laughs> This made pre-ordering this box tomorrow just that much more like. Yeah, I I was already stressed out when I woke up this morning because I just started seeing Twitter notifications and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, did something happen? Oh, God. I just and got then, one from Wario 64 is that product pages are up and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, <laughs> oh, no. It, it, this this was and I mean, to his credit, Jesse kind of called something was going to happen last night. He didn't call this for the record. But when you listen to the show, he's going to say, I wouldn't be shocked to see something happen tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, to hype everybody up for ordering this box. Um, I talked with our good friend, uh, friend of the show, Ray Apollo earlier, and uh, it, me and him were just, we were flabbergasted. We, we were, we talked about five, six hours after this broke and we still like, we just didn't know what to say. Um, so the immediate ramifications are existing games are staying where they are. Um, Corey, what do you think with these studios? Is it time to, for Xbox to put their money where their mouth is and not be the franchise box anymore and like let doom because doom's had two stellar titles this generation and wolfenstein has had three 
good ones and one eh title. Is it time to let those set aside for a while and do some brand new IPs? Uh, I think to me, I feel like since they acquired the whole publishing arm and it's kind of come out mm-hmm. and Bethesda's going to keep their branding and, you know, it's kind of kind of be, you know, adjacent to Xbox Game Studios. Uh, not to say that Xbox isn't going to be publishing these. You're not you're going to see an Xbox Game Studios splash screen, but you're also going to see a Bethesda uh, Softworks uh, uh, branding mm-hmm. on on all the games and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think Microsoft's going to force them to do things that they don't want to do, right? Like I think I think Wolfenstein Three is well into development at this point. Um, I think I think it is going to be working on something different. I think like as well as Doom Eternal did. I don't know if it got the same kind of positive reception the way that Doom Twenty Sixteen did. Doom, yeah. So Doom Eternal is kind of an interesting pickle because it got amazing critical reception it didn't quite do the sales and it's kind of been determined that because it literally launched like a week into COVID 19 quarantine Mm -hmm. um may have affected it it came out literally the exact same time animal crossing did Mm -hmm. um but it still sold really well they still sold it said it outsold 2016 doom Mm -hmm. Um, they're doing the campaign dlcs obviously i think that if you were to put a franchise on hold, I think it's doom. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see, and I, I don't know if it'll come back. I don't know if the world really wants it right now, but I would love to see a next gen iteration of quake. Mm-hmm. You don't think, um, you don't think quake champions is that. Well, I, so I was about to get the quake champions. I actually think quake champions is going to come to Xbox now. Mm-hmm because i could see them being like hey here's a free-to-play multiplayer game that we can now publish exclusively on ours like why would we i mean they could always dump that on playstation 2 and be like hey we get the money from the microtransactions just like the older scrolls crown store or the atom shop mm-hmm. um because those those are things that like whales purchase things like crazy in those two games whether you like elder Scrolls online or fallout 76 or not that will immediately start paying off parts of this gigantic bill. But I mean, a couple mega hits from Bethesda and that bill is paid anyways. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that Elder Scrolls is going to be a full on exclusive because they're going to want that Elder Scrolls six money. Skyrim's mm-hmm. like the eighth best selling game ever made because it's been on every platform. That's probably the biggest positive of all this is that we're never going to get another Elder Scrolls five remaster or re-release. Mm-hmm. I think, I still, I think the biggest thing through from all this actually is like, you could still put all these games on other platforms, but all these games are coming mm-hmm. to Game Pass now. So and to me, that's the kicker. Is like, if, if you're paying seven point five billion dollars, though, uh, there is no way that you're paying that much money. This was this was my point to people earlier when they were like, oh well, I just don't know. I don't know if they'll make Fallout or Elder Scrolls exclusive. I'm like, man, I don't either, but. All I'm saying is if I'm Phil Spencer and I'm making that decision, I'm going to let a game like Ghostwire go to another console. I'm n- I'm paying that $7.5 billion for the talent, for the people, for the leadership. But I'm also paying it to make sure that Elder Scrolls and Fallout are Xbox-only games for mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. I absolutely am making sure of that. Um some some crazy speculation I was seeing earlier is like, well, is this going to drive up the valuation of uh, WB Games if WB decides to sell it? I think absolutely. I think this changes the market for acquisitions forever. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be much harder to acquire a studio now, especially for Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I think this for me this it's funny this all but kills the Bungie rumor, but it also like kind of feasibly keeps it in play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because Microsoft was willing to spend this for them, but they weren't willing to spend what Bungie was asking. So it's like, what was Bungie asking? Yeah, for real. 
but with with them owning id arcane and uh machine games now i i don't think they want to acquire a fifth fps studio yeah um, I, think, I think it'll be what we talked about last week if they do do anything it'll be either a huge content deal for destiny or it'll be matter um yeah. the more immediate ramifications i think are um, i kind of want to purchase from the playstation side there's no way to sugarcoat this this sucks this absolutely sucks um it's unfortunately the downside of an acquisition um mm-hmm. i mean nobody really batted an eye when microsoft grabbed compulsion or in exile like those are studios that were already in trouble no one really cared about those games i mean who really liked we happy few let's be honest yeah. how many console gamers were really playing wasteland 2 yeah. not a lot i'm gonna guess but when they acquired obsidian and double fine and i think to an extent ninja theory like heads kind of turned and they were like okay well that's those are interesting moves but those are studios that were financially struggling this is the first one where they weren't struggling mm-hmm. um, where but andy mcnamara and andrew reiner uh, both of game informer one formerly the editor-in-chief the other the current editor-in-chief uh reiner said that he heard years ago that bethesda was looking for a new publisher and he's like i didn't think all of zenimax would go to xbox though and andy mcnamara said he's heard for ages that zenimax was looking to enter into a deal and they they finally got it I frankly think that this this deal sucks for PlayStation gamers, but I would caution you against overreacting and being like the sky is falling. We don't know what Microsoft is going to do here because mm-hmm. they now balance a delicate act of they don't want to piss off an entire fan base because they mm-hmm. still like to sell games and microtransactions to them, but they also don't want to piss off their entire Game Pass, PC, and Xbox fan bases as well, which is much more important to keep happy. Yeah. Uh, if I were a betting man, Elder Scrolls Six is probably multiplied, even if it's just timed exclusive to Xbox, and Fallout Five becomes a full-on exclusive. Yeah, um, because I think Elder Scrolls makes you infinite more, infinitely more money than Fallout. Let's just be honest. Yeah, but like Todd Howard and Pete Hines both said in their statements, the relationship with Microsoft goes back to when Microsoft proposed bringing Morrowind to the Xbox, and yeah. they're like, "That game's never going to work. This is a PC game." And after that, the relationship really never let up. Um, I literally said, I think two weeks ago that I was like, man, it's just, it's a shame that that relationship soured. Uh, I may have even said it last night. Frankly, I don't remember. I said it on a recent episode of Arsenal X where I was like, it's kind of cool that they have a vow. They have their answer to the, with that in the outer worlds. They have their answer to other trolls and fallout. And well, now it's kind of funny that all the original creators of fallout and the original studios are all under Microsoft. That's yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. Cause like, so, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why Wasteland exists, right? Cause like, yeah, they wanted to make a Fallout game and well, well so yeah, and that's interesting because I mean, so Wasteland precludes Fallout, but Wasteland 2 is because they wanted to do, In Exile wanted to do their own Fallout yeah. and they could. So that's why you get two and three. And I saw people being like, oh my God, I want to, I want a Fallout game in the style of Wasteland. I'm like, you already have that. It's called Wasteland 3. Yeah. Like you literally have Fallout. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see those universes exist together uh, down the line. Um, just to, through some some weird trickery. I mean, I'm sure you could rewrite those to be together at some point. Just do some, I don't know, something wacky. Yeah. But uh, we talked about this briefly in the group chat. And I, I kind of want to ask you if there were any 
Xbox owned properties that you would like to see these studios work on in the future? Because I think this does open the avenue for fresh talent to take a look at, take a hit at some of these franchises. Yeah. I mean, the first, th- the first thing that honestly came to mind was like, okay, they tried to introduce a new Spartan team in Halo 5, right? And it didn't really work because you numbered a Halo 5, you numbered a Halo game and didn't make Master Chief the star. Yeah. What if what if Machine Games took a stab at Fireteam Osiris and what they were doing, you know, before Halo 5 or, you know, do some sort of like ODST style uh, game in there, really focus on the characters, really focus on the story, you know, give it maybe since they're like Spartan 4s, you can make them feel a little bit faster, make them feel a little bit more unique. I like that you mentioned machine games here because I had the same thought, but give Halo ten. Really? What? Give the entire give the entire franchise. Take it away from three four three after Halo Infinite and hand it to its software. Put Doom on ice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't think it needs to work on Doom. But my first thought was like, machine games is so good with making mm-hmm. ridiculous characters. You know more relatable right like bj blaskowitz is like a really stupid character but they made him work right i think i only say id because they're used to the super soldier deal Mm -hmm. Uh, and i mean i personally like the level design in doom better Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that halo sorely lacks but i do agree like the the narrative team of machine games is is better in my opinion Mm -hmm. um i think that would be really cool my thought was um, maybe it doesn't make another doom right away, but the coalition or three, four, three takes a stab at a doom tactics game. I mean, that would be, that'd be cool. Um, how would that was you, something I thought of that I wanted? Yeah. I mean, my, honestly, my first thought was like, give the doom Marine cog and master chief armor to run around doom, doom eternal. And so I had a friend ask me, he goes, uh, he, he says, how long until uh, Microsoft has a, uh, a fighter now with all of their characters or has like an arena, an arena hero shooter or something? Yeah, I saw that floating around, too. And I was like, man, I don't I don't know. Like, I know that would feel kind of cheap to me, but I would love to see maybe a next gen killer instinct with Master Chief, Arbiter, Doom Guy, BJ Blaskowitz. Uh, like well, I mean, Jeff- you could turn Quake yeah. Champions into that essentially, right? Like you could have like the Quake characters, but then yeah. you could also have like, oh, Master Chief and Doom Guy and I, I like Marcus it, like, Phoenix maybe, and stuff. You unlock, yeah, maybe you unlock characters or like skins, like you can either buy them or, hey, if you played like their latest game, you can get them. Um, yeah. Uh, Queen, Queen Mira in there. Um, culture like god dude if cole's not in a game like that what are we even doing here right um, i think the possibilities are endless and t- to me this, this acquisition makes an awful lot of sense it would be the equivalent i drew earlier would be it would be like if sony announced that they acquire acquired square enix i don't think any of us would be shocked by i mean we'd be shocked obviously but we'd be like well that makes sense like when you think final fantasy you think kingdom hearts you think dragon quest you think all these you inherently think of playstation mm-hmm when and i'm going to be presumptuous here when you think of elder scrolls and you think of a console you think of xbox yeah i mean i think of morrowind on xbox i think of oblivion at at 360 right like i mean that's just yeah yeah. you just think of that and that's why it was so weird to me when 
and I, I want to be really clear, like I think that Sony paying for the time exclusivity of Deathloop and Ghostwire likely saved those projects from being canceled and frankly may have kept Arcane, Arcane from being closed down. Yeah. Um, those, those are CEOs we know were in really rough places. By far, by far to me, the, the biggest winners of this deal are Arcane and... Um, Tango. Tango, yeah. I always forget. I just call it Shinji Mikami Studio. Yeah. Um, those are by far the biggest winners because I think it ensures that they're relatively smaller IPs that were critically acclaimed but didn't do well. Um, Dishonored, The Evil Within. Um, Prey. Prey, yeah. The, those three especially, like... I think Deathloop is a one-off. Like Deathloop just screams Game Pass game to me, which is fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Like I think that I genuinely think Ghostwire has the possibility to be something awesome. But Phil finally got his <laughs> he got his Japanese studio, which has cost him seven point five billion to get it. Yeah. Um, like it, and it was an in-house horror story, horror studio too, with one of the greatest horror minds ever. Yeah, that's that's like the big thing to me is like they have like they have a horror game now and like. So many people have, I, I mean, at, at least, you know, within our community, it was like, when is Xbox going to do their own horror game? And like, yeah, yeah, Blair Witch wasn't a timed exclusive on Game Pass. And like, you know, there's a couple other things, but like now Tango could do a real, a, a pretty big, bigger budgeted Evil Within 3. And yeah. like now that's on Game Pass. They don't have to worry about sales. They need to worry about engaged users instead. Like, yeah. And um, I think that especially if they make these games available day and date on Steam, like I see people be like, oh, how are they going to possibly make money? Like, doesn't Game Pass lose the money? It's like, no, it's called list your games on Steam. Like, not every PC player wants Game Pass. In fact, very few I've talked to actually want it. They just want to buy the game if they want. They ran out and bought Sea of Thieves. Yeah. You know, they bought Gears Tactics. Like, if you already have it for your Xbox, cool. Like, you, you have Game Pass Ultimate then. But yeah, I've seen plenty of people buy those. Like, Crusader Kings is on PC Game Pass and it two skews of it are in the top 10 and have been for the last month Yeah, on the steam. It's like you, your games can still succeed if they're on game pass and, yeah, and I think that's be crucial for Microsoft strategy. And I don't think Microsoft cares because you're, they're getting yeah. that money anyway. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is just a, this was a knockout move. This was a kill shot. Um, I don't have my headphones, but pretend I have my conspiracy headphones on. Just put them on. Uh, just put them on. There you go. I think that this was meant to be part of the Xbox Series S reveal event. Yeah. Originally, it was scraped last week. It was scrapped last week. I I have no idea how this didn't leak. Bethesda and Microsoft are both so leaky. Um, I have to think that maybe only the studio heads knew about this and like senior VPs. Yeah. At both companies. Um, I I have to assume not a single journalist was tipped off to this. Everybody woke up shocked. It was hilarious seeing the reactions to everybody on the Pacific coast waking up and seeing all these reactions. Um, and being like, Oh my God. Oh, Oh my God. Is this a joke? Oh my God. It's not a joke. Yeah. Um, this is, this is huge. Like I, I really hope this puts to rest any more rumors of Microsoft buying studios. Um, because we are, we are teetering on the precipice of them having a monopoly. I think, yeah with buying a publisher like buying a couple small studios that were in trouble fine whatever i think when you start buying a publisher though especially and you're throwing billions around it's not millions you're throwing billions around yeah that changes the game to me um they bought this for two two uh, this is the metric i used they bought it for two mike two star warses um or three minecrafts mm-hmm. um and th- th- it was a uh, this is kind of the last point i guess i want to make about this 
Um, there's plenty to sell right here. There's plenty to be cautious about. And I think Kat Bailey from US Gamer summed it up really well. She says, these two things can both simultaneously be true. One, uh, this is an incredible pickup for both my, for Microsoft. And it's an incredible move for Bethesda and for ZeniMax. Microsoft has proven they can steward studios like Mojang, like in Exile, like Obsidian and Ninja Theory, and like frankly make those studios better than they were on their own. And also to be increasingly wary of just scooping up studios rather than cultivating your own talent and creativity. Yeah. Uh, that's why I really hope that, you know, sure, Bethesda's going to continue to do their own thing. I expect that. Zenimax Online will continue to do their own thing. I really hope these other studios, as much as I like Wolfenstein, as much as I like Doom, I hope that they put those franchises kind of on the back burner for a little bit mm-hmm. and do some new IPs. Uh, I think that this is, these studios are rich for it. I mean, Phil, Phil, is a, Phil said in a statement, like, there are so many unannounced projects you guys don't know about yet from these studios that I can't wait for you to see. Um, and man, I just, I am so curious to see what happens. This is, this is, I'm literally, I, I'm still in disbelief. I'm half convinced I'm going to wake up in the morning and this was all just a dream. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this news, like I said, like it, it makes like, I wish they would have waited till Wednesday to announce this. So I could, it made, it would have made that box easier to pre-order on t- tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing. Like they clearly let Sony have their moment last week. And that, that's, that's the other thing that's hilarious. Like death loop was shown during that presentation. Yeah. And they showed a little bit of footage in their sizzle reel of Ghostwire. They announced Fallout 4 is going to be one of the PS Plus Select titles. Like, right. this is hilarious to me. Like, Sony clearly had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, why would they? Like, yeah. your chief rival is about to buy these up. Um, this is a move that, and this is going to be a controversial opinion. I think with the addition of these, obviously, we still need to see output from Xbox's acquired studios that they've got but the track record of the majority of these studios now with ninja theory with playground games turn 10 uh, undead labs and now the entire bethesda and Zenimax suite that i i mean i think they're up there finally with playstation in terms of talent i there, there's no disputing that to me um obviously i think that's going to be a controversial opinion um and it's very clear xbox is playing their own game here they are going to focus on Western RPGs. They're going to focus on first and third person shooters. They're going to focus on their racing suite. And then they're going to have other random titles to fill that. It is. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have those, they're going to have those in between titles. Like, like, yeah, I mean, Psychonauts too, multi-plat, but like, they're going to have those smaller, t- that battle. They're going to have smaller t- like, I wouldn't be surprised to see another game like Wolfenstein Youngblood or uh, Wolfenstein, uh, the old blood. Yeah. Uh, like some doom vr like i wouldn't be surprised to see like a standalone doom spinoff or something uh hell maybe you can let it make a standalone gear spinoff like i'd love to see some smaller titles they're like you know six to eight hours you, you said one about fire team osiris shoot that doesn't have to be a full-length game make it an eight-hour campaign and there you go like it's an eight-hour campaign dlc and it's like 15 20 bucks yeah people set that up right away yeah like I, w- I would love to see like especially like acquiring first-person shooter studios like mm-hmm. and you have one of the you know regardless of how you feel about halo now like one is still one of the the most recognizable first person shooters out there yeah and it it has the star wars uh mentality of like there's such a huge universe and you're still focusing on this small like mm-hmm. group of people like it, it, there's other things happening in the halo universe let's go see what you know well, I mean, or like there like 
what what was blue team doing in between halo 4 and 5 like how did master chief find blue team why can't you make like a a, maybe you're playing as as one of blue team and you're rounding up the other two to go find master chief or something you know what i mean like I, I, th- I think there, there's definitely things that are ripe for it. Um, it's important to remember they did acquire a mobile studio as well um, with Fallout Shelter and, you know, Legends and Blades like we talked about. Hopefully they just shut Elder Scrolls Blades down because that's just such an embarrassment. Um, but the other two open up some interesting avenues, maybe finally bring Legends to consoles. Um, I'd love to see that personally. I actually kind of enjoy it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, man, I just... I. I don't know. I, I really want to see these studios do something different. I think this is the time. Like I was talking about this with Ray earlier. I, I think that the concerns for Xbox to need a Last of Us or an Uncharted or a God of War is just, I think, frankly, it's overblown. And right now, I think that's a ridiculous argument to make in light of today's announcements. Um, there are other types of AAA Game of the Year style games, and they are not all third-person action games from Naughty Dog or Sony Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think they're trying their hand at an open world game similar to Horizon with Everwild. Um, See, I think I think Hellblade Two is going to be something oh, I think, like I think, Horizon. I don't think ready for Hellblade Two. Um, and my personal hope out of all of this is if they do make a third person action game, I think they have the perfect team for it, and I think that team is Arcane. Um, oh, Arcane! Yes, I I think Arcane is going to be the studio that does that. Um, we, I know we all think like, oh, the initiative, like the initiative is making a game in the perfect dark universe. Like, sure. That may be game of the year contender, but if you're going to have somebody create an original rich story, I really think that arcane is primed to do it after the dishonored series. So, um, I, man, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. This, uh, this was just one of like three announcements. They, they talked about the future of the controllers and the design lab. Uh, there's going to be uh, remote play to android devices now this is just by the way that shock blue controller for the xbox series x how fast are you going to smash that pre-order button Corey? i mean i'm gonna probably get two of them honestly oh my god you are you are a menace to society the thing is i mean the thing is is like i have a console to trade in i'm i have look i i sold $2,000 worth of stuff. I'm, I'm going all out on this thing, right? Like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm I'm getting everything I need. I'm getting those battery chargers. I'm getting those, uh, you know, I have a headset that works because Ed got Mm -hmm. me a headset because he's a crazy idiot. I don't know. I'm not, not to say that I I didn't mean that. Battery pack tomorrow. And I'm planning to order one of the white controllers. My white controller with my one S is my absolute favorite controller I've ever owned Mm -hmm. uh, scheme wise. And I'm devastated that I have to trade it in. So I may frankly just trade in the new controller and keep the old one. (laughs) Like I, I'm really glad that they like, let's, let's talk about the design lab stuff real quick. I'm really glad because like I, I think we literally just talked about it on the show last night. I'm like, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what are, what are they going to do with design lab? And that, like they announced today, what October 1st, they're shutting it down to prep for probably I'm assuming uh, October 14th October yeah. and it'll be shut down until early 2021. Yeah. Which I'm assuming they're prepping for the series X controllers. Right. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the, that's the assumption here. Um, 
And I mean, kind of going further into the conspiracy, I think with them launching them, I think they're going to have character specific designs you can put on them. Um, I fully think they plan to have this out relatively along the side of Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spy did list three SKUs yesterday for uh, Halo Infinite, the digital version, the disc version, and then the disc version with a steel book and a statue, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a Best Buy exclusive bundle. I... I don't know. I think there's supposed to be another announcement this week um, if that stuff's already being listed. So we'll see. Um, Man, I just, I I can't get over this. Uh, They're officially the RPGs and FPSs now. Because on top of that, you have the EA Play deal, which includes Mass Effect, uh, Dragon Age, Titanfall, and Battlefield. And sports games. The sports games. And Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. This is this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. I don't, I, I, man, this. I think this puts to rest the rumors of acquiring Bloober Team. I think it puts. I don't think it quite is the nail in the coffin for uh, Asabo. I think that's the only other company that they will look to acquire in the next like five years, Who? simply because of the just... success of flights. You'd be oh. stupid not to. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Plague Tale. I mean, Plague Tale Innocence was awesome too. Um, yeah. But after Flight Sim is getting perfect scores, why wouldn't you go acquire the company that made it? They literally figured out how to use your cloud technology. Yeah. Um, I I think in my mind this closes the door on Don't Nod uh, for now. And I mean, as we said earlier, like Bungie, Bungie is the ultimate wild card here. Um, I think if you do acquire Bungie, though, I think at that point, rightfully, people start looking at you as a monopoly. Yeah. Um, so Microsoft don't do it. I think, I think you're right there on the precipice. You have 20, 23 studios. Like yeah. Phil's goal of having a game every six to eight weeks is about to be a reality. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know. And that's not counting any external partnerships they do, like where they publish a don't not game, for example. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they partner with interior night. Like I don't, I think that now it's like, okay, I look back on the Xbox showcase in July and I think I see it in a little bit of a different light. And I know that's not how you're supposed to do this, but now I'm like, well, man, if Microsoft was trying to acquire Bethesda back then, like maybe that kind of explains how light they were on third party content. Yeah. Because they're just going to outright buy the freaking studios and publishers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, when, when the bungee rumor was going around, we were talking like we were talking about like uh, it, it look how big Bungie is like how how can you pay for the overhead and switching insurance plans and running the studio and making sure everything is you know transferring over nicely and then they go and buy Bethesda which is like you know right. what probably double the size of Bungie at this point Bethesda has uh, yeah I don't know how much Bethesda has but Zenimax total has 2300 employees yeah so um, that I would I honestly think that they just acquired a publishing ba- publishing and design base that is literally might have been bigger than the entire Xbox game Studios brand yeah I mean because I, I mean some of a lot of the studios that they acquired are like 40 to 80 people and that's it yeah, I mean, what their biggest their biggest studios are what the Coalition and three four three probably and like I mean, I turn, think turn 10, so turn ten yeah well I don't think turn ten is like as big as people think they are I think they're sitting so, around a hundred people. I think turn ten is a little bit bigger though because they've been doing R and D on the next Forza engine. 
Right. Um, and they they have flat out said that a lot of people from Turn 10 are not only working on the engine, but they're consulting with Playground to build the next engine also, so it can be used in both games. Mm-hmm. But man, I I am just I'm so curious now. I now I need to see what Compulsion is working on. Um, I need to see what the initiative's working on. I'm so insanely curious for the next couple of years of this industry look like but yeah there's it this solidifies that there is no bad place to play now well what forward. what what studios do we like what studios don't we know their projects for we know like we um, don't know the initiative we don't know compulsion initiative compulsion we don't know what in exiles post uh, wasteland project is right uh, they're one making with unreal 5 we don't know that we don't know uh, it, it was kind of alluded that Mojang may be working on something else um, because they were not at the event. And they're like, we have something from all of our studios. And they weren't there. Mm-hmm. World's Edge wasn't there, but they are working on Age of Empires 4 mm-hmm. uh, as well as a, uh, AOE 3 Definitive Edition. Uh, there was one more. I always forget which one this is. And I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Well, we know we know Ninja Theory is working on Hellblade and Project Mara. Uh, Coalition, Coalition was not there. Um yeah that already came out so i mean it's a safe assumption coalition is working on gear six let's just assume that yeah but they have a smaller team now within there that they say might be working on something else uh i hope they are i hope they're working on a non-gears game personally remember i I wonder if they're going to try to work on that game that they like when they were still black tusk shanghai or whatever i think it was what it was called yeah i i wonder if they're going to do that um and that's something else i like about a lot of these studios is like in obsidian and ninja theory you have like little teams of 10 people pop up and make their own game like grounded was 13 people mm-hmm. um edge was 15 people like okay bleeding edge is a really bad example but grounded was 13 people mm-hmm. uh, i i think then microsoft is like well we're willing to take a risk on this because you're still making your marquee games you're still making hellblade and project mara you're still making outer world content and you're making avowed like I, I just th- I think this is really cool. Like there's there's so many possibilities with these teams, and I mean Bethesda had, or I just call them Bethesda at this point. They have two smaller teams that they just spun up. One is a mobile division, and one is uh, Roundhouse Studios, I think, mm-hmm. which support studio. I wouldn't be surprised to see them t- try their hand at a small game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one important thing we should note is this is not something that takes effect immediately. They have entered into an agreement. They have signed the agreement. It still has to pass all the legalities and it will not likely clear until Q1, maybe Q2 of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really important to note, but they, I, they basically have indicated like, Hey, legacy titles that are on Xbox, Xbox one, Xbox 360 are going to come to game pass. So, Remaster Morrowind, please. Yeah. Remaster uh, Master Oblivion. Do you, uh, before we kind of get out of here, do you? Th- I mean, do you think Microsoft will acquire anybody else? I mean, besides the Flight um, Simulator team, the only the only two that I think they would uh, the only one I think they're actually seriously looking at post Bethesda is uh, Asobo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Don't not is a possibility, but I mean, that's just, that's my own perspective. Um, there's been no hints to don't not being open to being acquired or anything. So nobody write a story and run with us. Um, or go spreading around that. I said this, I, uh, it's literally I think, the title of the episode. I think the door is definitely open for Bungie, but I think 
I think it's swung almost all the way shut. I think there's definitely still a crack there, and I think there's definitely room for a big deal. Um, even if it's not acquiring Benji, I think it's acquiring matter personally mm-hmm. to keep them in the family, and then maybe we relook at this in like eight years or something at the end of the generation. Um, other than that, though, I, I think this permanently closes the door on Bloober Team, mm-hmm. um, which I don't ever want to talk negatively about a studio, but... Uh, I feel like they're kind of dodging a bullet there. Yeah. Uh, unless the medium is just like outstanding. Yeah. I think that they are dodging a, ma- a massive bullet. So uh, we'll see. But no, I, I think that absolutely um, Asabo and maybe Don't Nod are the only two. Uh, maybe Interior Night, depending on how much they like how As Dust Falls is shaping up. But yeah. You don't think they would I acquire think... somebody like Certain Affinity? No. Uh, I don't think they're going to acquire Certain Affinity. So. Hang on. So, uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's kind of what happened uh, today. That was this. This is. I think I'm gonna try to get this up as fast as possible. Uh, so if you're watching live, yeah, you know, you know what to do. I am gonna post this on our pod on the Arsenal mm-hmm. X podcast feed. Uh, it's gonna go up before our episode, I think, uh, of Arsenal X proper. So you'll probably have two episodes waiting in your feed. Uh, yeah, because... we did it about packing this on, but we had too much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it it's it's a it's a big deal. So I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to you know. I'm kind of sad that I bought all those Bethesda games during their sale like three weeks ago now or four weeks ago, whatever that was. So I mean, so you still get to play them. So no, I know, but instead I, of waiting until probably next year when the deal clears. Yeah, but. That does beg the question of how quick do you think Doom Eternal drops? Like the second that that deal is signed, do you think it just shows up? I think no. I think it'll be. I think it'll be on Game Pass the day that Series X comes out with their enhancements. Uh, so my my other like last second theory is for the future of Elder Scrolls Online. I could see them doing like they do with uh, Destiny, yeah, and giving the expansions to Game Pass members. Mm-hmm. I think that would absolutely grow it instantly. Like, hey, maybe adding that up door for a Game Pass perk. Like, hey, here's some atoms for 76. Here's some crowns for Elder Scrolls Online. Like, that would get me back into those games. Just saying. Yeah. So, so. but yeah, and hopefully nothing else breaks while we're trying to sleep tonight. Yes, please. I can't. I can't do this every night anymore. I can't. Uh, I can't, I can't. Microsoft, I need you to stop. This yeah, is. This has been going you. on. For- I need you to slow down. I need you to put enough boxes out there for me to pre-order, and then uh, you, then you can do whatever you want. You know, I want one of those. I want one of those blue controllers. I want one of those white controllers. And uh, look, we'll call it even. Okay. Okay. Right. Right, Phil. Right. Yeah. Phil, we know you listen. He did listen. I said I want a blue Xbox Series X controller, and he made one. So. Yeah, he made one real fast too. I know he did. That was dude. Those controllers are so sexy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, one last note. Like as we're getting out of here, did you see that quietly tucked into that announcement? They said that they hit 15 million Game Pass subs. Yeah. Uh, and Jason, I like what Jason Schreier said. He goes, "This uh, this acquisition was less about beating the PlayStation Five and more about quadrupling that Game Pass number." Yeah. Dude, like, that, oh, that, uh, Mark Carabin, friend of the show, uh, he uh, he does uh, co op mode with with Todd Oxtra over at Secret Friends Unite. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. He was like, so they said Game Pass hit 15 million subscribers. After this acquisition, how fast do you think it gets to 20, <laughs> 20 million? And then he's just like 30 million, 40 yeah, million. I think 20 million is 
I think people are going to jump the gun and do it immediately. And then when they re-remind everybody next spring that, hey, we just finished signing this deal. Look at all these awesome games coming to Game Pass now. And here's our plans for the rest of the year. Like, it's at a certain point, Microsoft is going to have to do like two separate big presentations in a year because they just have too damn many studios now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Bethesda had their own show. Let that sink in for a minute. So... You literally yeah. bought a whole E3 press conference every year. <laughs> you you literally bought a pre- you literally bought the uh, what what is it uh, the Sunday night slot the Sunday yeah. Sunday nine p.m. Central slot is what you yeah. bought. Yeah. <laughs> so. they, they needed they needed two presentations to tell us about <laughs> ray tracing and puddle textures. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, and share, and download Arsenal X on your podcast service every Tuesday morning. Uh, this week, you're gonna listen to us rant about t- two hours or so about us uh, trying to pre-order this stupid box. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time on Arsenal X. Thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs>